I started my business because I desired more freedom in my life than I was receiving at my nine to five job. I wanted to be able to travel for weeks at a time and take time off to spend time with friends and family when they came to visit me here in Hawaii. And I wanted to be able to have more time to do things that I love and that really bring me joy. But the reality was the first few months in my business were the total opposite of that. When I first started, I only made $2,000 total in the first three months, and I was working 60 to 80 hours a week. By six months in my business, I had finally filled up my one-on-one coaching program, but I still wasn't making the money I desired, and I was overworked and overwhelmed. I knew if I wanted to continue, I needed to find a way to use my time more efficiently while making more money. So I learned how to scale my business so that I could have more time freedom while impacting more people at the same time. Once I learned the secrets to scale for success, I was able to finally make consistent income without feeling overworked. I now work four to five hour days while making more than I ever did at my nine to five job. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you at my free masterclass, Scale for Success, on October 23rd at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. During this 60-minute masterclass, I will teach you how to finally hit your first 10K month, how to attract soulmate clients who are happy to pay you, how to simplify your offers and make them scalable, and how to work smarter and not harder in your business. I love giving away free gifts, so as a thank you for everyone who shows up and stays until the end, I will be giving away your 10K Blueprint, which is my step-by-step guide to achieving your first 10K month, which is valued at over $500. If you're ready to work smarter and not harder while making more money than you ever have before in your business, go to the link in the show notes right now to save your spot. I can't wait to see you then. Aloha beautiful souls and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Our Uplifting community has been growing so I want to welcome all of you new and first time listeners as well as give a special thank you to all of my loyal listeners who have been with me since the beginning. We have almost reached 10,000 downloads which is just so incredible and it's my goal to reach 10k by the end of this year so if you would do me a favor and help me reach this goal by sharing this episode or maybe another one of your favorites with a friend also if you write a review on iTunes I will personally give you a shout out here on the podcast Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Kathy McKinnon, who is the founder of Wellness Warrior Coaching and is a wellness and life coach for ambitious women. Kathy shares the story of when she realized that she had no idea who she was, as well as the process of reconnecting with her true self. We discuss why this is a common experience for women and how you can start to reclaim your identity as an individual if you too feel disconnected from it. We talk about the power of authenticity, what it is, and how you can start to live in more alignment with the highest version of yourself. Kathy shares with us the limiting beliefs that she has overcome to get to where she is today and gives practical tips and action steps for you to identify and start releasing your own limiting beliefs. Finally, we discuss why who you be while you do is far more important than what you do in this life and how you can find happiness and joy even in difficult or challenging situations. 
This is an empowering episode about making time for the most important person in your life, yourself. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Kathy. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Kathy McKinnon. Kathy is the founder of Wellness Warrior Coaching, which offers a combination of wellness and life coaching services. She works with ambitious women to create personalized success rituals to gain more money, strength, beauty, and confidence along their journey to optimal living. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you, Randy, for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. So let's just dive right in. I like to start all of my interviews by asking my guests to share a story from their past that led you into the work that you're doing today, specifically helping women to live more optimal lives. Sure. So there's several pieces to the the puzzle of how I got to where I am today, but I think one that hit me the hardest and one that kind of brought it home was I was going through some medical challenges. I went through a, a very lengthy divorce process and, and coming to this new future state as single mom. And really, you know, as parents do, as pouring everything into my children, which is, of course, a, a wonderful thing. It's a blessing to have any child in your life. But at the end of the day, I was ignoring myself. And I met with someone and I was talking to them and I was talking all about, you know, my role as a mother and Riley's mom and, and you know, taking care of my house and this and that. And then they said, okay, but who's Kathy? You know, great. You're a mother. Great. You're doing this in the community. You're helping charitable causes. Great. But at the end of the day, who's Kathy? And I couldn't answer the question. And I just kind of stood there blankly staring at them. And that's when I knew like fundamentally something was wrong. I had lost myself in giving so much to everybody else that I couldn't even articulate who I was anymore. And that really caused me to step back and say, we need to reset. We need to recalibrate and we need to start finding out who is Kathy and what do I want and where am I going and how can I create, you know, habits to get me there within the current structure of my life and what do we need to change to get us there? Um, but it was that moment. I remember just sitting across from this person completely blank faced, like, I have no idea who Kathy is. Yeah, I can totally resonate with that. I, I've had that experience before. 
Yeah. And I think especially, you know, as, as women we're caretakers, so it's so easy for us to ignore ourselves and, and care for all of those around us, near to us. And it's so easy to avoid dealing with our own limiting beliefs or our own traumas or our own challenges by defaulting and giving to everybody else. It's a great way to, to ignore what we really need to deal with. But I think especially, you know, women have this way that we just get lost in motherhood sometimes. You know, we give so much to our children. And, and of course, it, there is absolutely nothing wrong with pouring into your children. They need it. They're our future. They're our legacy. But if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not showing them the ways through your actions, then who are you really being? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, this is definitely something that, you know, I know from talking to moms that it's a common thing that mothers struggle with, but, you know, I'm not a mother and I've struggled with this in my life. And I think it comes back to really like the people pleasing tendencies that I had of like, just wanting to always make sure that I was liked and like I was giving. And I, and I think as women, how we do that a lot of times is by, you know, taking care of other people and wanting to please other people. And so in that process, like I lost who I was. So I think this is just something that I think a lot of women can relate to. Oh, absolutely. By nature, we're caregivers, right? Absolutely. And we want everybody around us to be happy and taken care of. But we don't realize sometimes in giving so much of ourselves that we lose ourselves. Because we're just so busy trying to ensure everybody else or everything around us is working and they're happy and they're taken care of and they're, you know, we love to cook and feed people. <laughs> um, so are they fed? Are they taken care of? But we don't stop to ask ourselves those questions. Yeah. So how did you start then when you had that like awakening, when did you start to or how did you start to rediscover who you were? Yeah, I think, you know, the first step was really taking time for me, which was a foreign concept. That whole, you know, I'd say probably three or four years of my son's um, childhood, I didn't take any self-care time. I didn't know what it was. I ignored it. And so really starting to take time for myself with going to yoga class, starting a, a meditation practice really resetting my mind on giving it space to find what it was that I wanted. Because before that, my mind was so busy with the to-do list of we need to do this, we need to, you know, do these things, the, the PTA, the house, the, the school, this, that. There was no mental capacity to even allow me to think about what I wanted for my life or who Kathy wanted to be. You know, it reminds me of this quote I heard recently or the saying that clarity requires clarity. Like you have to clear your slate. You have to create that space in order to get that clarity. So, you know, it sounds like to me, like that's really what you had to create in your life was that space in order for you to really reconnect with who you are. Absolutely. It was part of reconnecting and then part of Again, creating that space, not just in my mindset, but, you know, you cannot welcome new ways of living until you make space 
for them, right? So I had to clear out old ways of living. I started to create boundaries. I'm not going to give my time or energy to certain things that I used to just out of a people-pleasing status. Um, Creating those boundaries and protecting my energy and saying, you know, if it's feeding my top five, if it's feeding my energy, absolutely, we're going to say yes. If it is something that is draining our energy, or really we're just only doing as a people pleaser, the power of no became something very crucial for that. Yeah, absolutely. I know that for myself, boundaries were something that I didn't even really, like, I didn't even know what my boundaries were. Like, I had no idea what they were to begin with. And that's why I was, you know, really struggling to, with the people pleasing and like with holding on to my authentic self was because I was letting everybody just cross my boundaries because I didn't even know what they were. So did you experience that as well? Like, did you know what your boundaries were and were you letting people cross them or did you have to even discover what your boundaries were? No, I had to discover them because again, as that people pleaser status, I was saying yes to everything that was just burning me out. You know, we're constantly running from one thing to another, to another thinking we had to be at everything. And then sitting down and really establishing, you know, what are my top five goals and areas that I want to expand in my life? And then looking at the things that we were saying yes to and identifying whether or not they fit into those. And really, you know, understanding that when you say no to something, it's nothing about the person or the event or the community that you're saying no to. It's nothing personal. It's just I need to focus on where we're putting our energy and efforts. Yeah, it's really saying yes to yourself. Absolutely, which was a foreign concept, right? I, yeah. I was like, what is that? What do I do with that? Yeah. So what do you think is the first step then from somebody who doesn't have boundaries to then, you know, discovering what they are? I mean, I think that's the first step. But then after discovering them, how do you then start to put them in place? Like, how do you actually start to say no when that's been such a foreign concept? Yeah, you really have to be comfortable with having those difficult conversations because people that you've said yes to for maybe years will expect you to say yes to that event or or whatever it might be because you always have. And the minute you say no, they might be triggered or they might react kind of negatively because they're going to take it personal, right? Because you've always said yes. But when you learn to allow yourself the space to say, this isn't about me, they're triggered by that. And I'm going to explain to them that it's nothing personal, but I need to protect my energy and not allow yourself to be uncomfortable with saying no and understanding that if people are triggered, it's because of something in their mindset, not necessarily you or your actions. And that's a tough one because people will be offset by it because they're used to you always being there. Yeah. And I think often what I've seen as well is that those people who really have a hard time with you setting your own boundaries have a hard time setting their own boundaries as well. Oh, absolutely. It's triggering them for some reason, right? Absolutely. And understanding that interpretations and reactions say more about the person that is reacting than it does about you and your actions. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I know you're big on rituals and helping your clients create rituals for themselves. So I'm sure that has been a huge part of your life and your journey to where you are today. So can you explain a little bit more about that and how those rituals have empowered your life and your clients? Yeah. So, you know, setting those those rituals, you know, and there's many different ways to do it, whether you're sitting down with your calendar, your calendar blocking, whether, you know, your morning ritual is a certain thing. For those of us that are parents, sometimes the mornings can be hectic. So I've actually shifted my routine to evening once my son is in bed. But it, understanding that you can make it what you want it to be, but having those routines and habits will set you up for success and really catering them to what works for you and your goals and your lifestyle, you know, because one size does not fit all and going and telling everybody you need a morning routine. Morning routines are absolutely amazing. But many times if you have a, a child that you've got to get off to school or, and you've got to get out to work and this and that mornings can be chaotic. And so it's hard to take that time. And so I flipped my routine and I do my habits or my routine in the evening and I take time to journal and I take time to meditate and that gives me a reset every night so that I can start fresh the next day as opposed to just continuously having all of this stuff build up in my head until I get stressed out and and kind of implode if you will. But it really gives everybody an opportunity to reset. And then once you have these rituals or habits, they just become a part of your life as opposed to something extra that you have to do. Yeah, I, I love that. I give my clients the same advice in terms of finding the routines and the rituals that really work for them. Because, you know, some people, well, I think meditation is amazing and I love journaling and all, you know, pulling oracle cards that may not resonate with somebody. You know, like you have to really find what works for you. But I think it's really create, like you were talking about before, creating that space. And I think we can create that space even in smaller moments throughout the day. You know, if it's just a few seconds, you know, in between client calls or whatever it might be to just tune in with yourself. Absolutely. I think especially with meditation, people get kind of overwhelmed and they don't do it or they veer away from it because they think it has to be, you know, an hour of quiet time in a quiet space, which is great if you can get it. But sometimes what fits into my schedule for the week is 15 minutes of meditation. It doesn't have to be this big, scary, offsetting thing. There's ways to baby step into it. And there's days or weeks that you know what, you can't get that full hour in. So we adjust and we adapt, but we still take time for that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And I know guided meditations have really helped me in the beginning with, you know, because I had the same expectations. Oh, I just have to like lay here and be silent. And I'm like, I can't do that. And I, I think it's really letting go of those preconceived, you know, expectations of what we think it's supposed to look like. Absolutely. Again, it's making it your own. And and if your own is that one hour of quiet time in a quiet space, that's amazing. If what works for you in your lifestyle, in your household is 20 minutes in the evening before bed, 
great. It has to be what works for you and your lifestyle and your goals. Otherwise, you were just going to get frustrated and end up giving up on the goal. Completely agree. And I think that's really what it means to live authentically is like doing what works for you, living in alignment with your goals, like not having it be somebody else's agenda or expectations. And I know you talk a lot about authenticity. So like, what does authenticity really mean to you? To me, that's being my true self, being true to myself, regardless of what's going on in the world and honoring my path and honoring my goals. You know, so many times we can get caught up with whether it's comparison, whether it's, you know, sidetracked with stressors that are going on in the world but really staying steady and focused on who do I want to be and how do I want to show up? Because I could make a million excuses of, I don't have time for self-care or, you know, I don't have time to go to the gym, but how do I want to show up for my son and those around me? If I want to show up as a healthy, energetic person, I need to make sure that I'm getting that time in for my health. I need to ensure that I'm getting that time in for downtime, for mental reset. Otherwise I'm going to show up as a stressed out person. Yeah. So it sounds like it's like knowing what that higher version of yourself is, or that most authentic, most aligned version of yourself is, and then really taking the actions to live in alignment with that. Absolutely. Like if you could visualize yourself in a way that you want to be or show up, what would that look like? And then how do we get there? You know, do we enforce those boundaries? Do we put in some self-care time? Do we work on our, our wellness to make sure that we're as healthy as we can be? And really trying to get to that highest level self, right? So you can live optimally where you know you are meant to live. It's like working backwards from, okay, this is my goal. This is my dream, my vision. What are the blocks, the boundaries, the things in place that aren't that are preventing me from getting there? How can I clear those? And then what action steps do I need to take to get to my goal? Absolutely. And, and you know, you're not going to clear all of them in, in one fell swoop, right? So, which <laughs> I think, again, people get overwhelmed. Well, let's just remove all the obstacles. Um, if it was that simple, we would all oh, be yeah, there. Absolutely. It'd, it'd be this great, you know, perfect world. But it's which can we remove first? Which do we want to focus on first? And where do we want to go first? Right. Because there's going to be so many different things that come up along the way. And there's so many different pieces to being that highest level version of yourself. Yeah. And I think every time we up level, like even those limiting beliefs that we thought we, you know, once overcame often come back in different forms or, you know, so like you said, it really is a continual process. Absolutely. And you're going to continuously learn things about yourself that maybe from your childhood, things will pop up. I mean, I was working with a coach myself and I was, oh, I don't have this limiting belief from my childhood. And then all of a sudden the two pieces clicked. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's why my actions are this particular way because I was trying to outrun that limiting belief. And things start to click and you can see them so much differently when you have that clarity and space to truly look at why you are taking the actions you are taking, why you are reacting the way you are reacting. Yeah. So what have been some of the limiting beliefs that have come up for you that, you know, you've worked through that maybe you're still working through? 
<laughs> One of the largest ones is I never felt I was good enough. Oh my God. I totally, I can, I, I can resonate with that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it came from my childhood and I grew up in a household of brothers. I was the only girl. And there was one point where I had a vision for my future and my family, God bless them, didn't understand that vision. And it triggered them because it terrified them because it was a different unknown path than what they knew. And so that triggering them came out negatively. You're not going to be successful. You're never going to make anything of yourself because they were so terrified because they didn't know. They couldn't understand my vision. And the way I reacted to that was kind of the spiteful, well, I'll show you. And I dove into my career and dove into corporate America and, you know, working all the hours and, and doing what I thought I was supposed to do. But it was really just more to kind of prove them wrong and say, see, I am successful. But deep down in my soul, that wasn't work that filled my soul. I was putting in all the hours and burning out like nobody's business just to prove out of that spite that, look, I can't be successful. And so when I stepped back and said, you know, I'm in this job that doesn't necessarily feel my soul and I'm putting in all these hours to be quote unquote successful, but I don't feel successful. That's when I said, I need to stop this belief that this is the only path to being successful. Yeah. So does that belief still come up for you? There's times where it does, for sure, just in different ways. You know, now I, I recognize where it came up in my career and how I was trying to outrun it. But of course, there's still times where I doubt myself. Can I really pull this off? Are people really going to believe in me? I think there's times where we still have those moments that pop into our heads, but I'm able to work past them and say, you know what? No. I know I'm a good coach. My clients have seen great results. Why would this be any different? And I can work past them where before I just tried to outrun it. Mm, yeah. So it's like facing them and calling them out, seeing them for what they really are and not allowing them to hold you back like they did in the past. Absolutely. In the past, it was more of an avoidance tactic. <laughs> I'm going to ignore dealing with this and just bury myself in my career and see, look, I'm, I'm successful, but I never really dealt with that. And so now I actually deal with them and work through them. So I don't have them continuously pop up and create those kind of destructive behaviors. Mm, yeah. So what are some other ways that you help your clients work through those limiting beliefs? Yeah. It's a tough one, right? Because we don't even realize how much we carry from different pieces or different relationships of our lives that stick with us and mold us into, into actions that we don't even realize at the time. But really identifying why you're reacting a certain way, what you think that's bringing you or giving you, you know, is it bringing you comfort to act a certain way? Is it bringing you feel safe reacting a certain way? And then if, it, if it's safety that's causing you to react that way, then what are you so afraid of stepping into? Like, what is the worst that could happen? If the worst that can happen is you'll be a healthier, happier version of yourself, is that really such a bad thing? 
Yeah. So I love that question. Like what's the worst that could happen? Cause I know like that was what I asked myself when I was getting ready to leave my nine to five job, because so many limiting beliefs came up. Like, can I do this? Is it going to work? Am I worthy of this? You know, all of these things came full force and it was like, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, uh, I have to get a job again. Like that was like literally like the worst that can happen was like, okay, well then I have to go back and get another job. And I'm like, all right, well just do it. Yeah. I mean, if that's the worst case scenario, that's really not that bad at the end of the day. You know, of course, sometimes we put ourselves down these spirals of like, oh, I'll end up homeless and on the streets. And it's like, you got to like check yourself. I'm like, Randy, would that really happen? Like, no, you have family. You would get a job before that. It was like, okay, so really what's the worst that could happen? It's like, yeah, I would have to get a job again. I think sometimes we like allow ourselves to go down these rabbit holes of like really unrealistic Uh, Worst case scenarios, you know, it's like, really, okay, really, what's the worst case scenario? Oh, absolutely. Right. And, and understanding that, you know, you're smart, you're beautiful. If you have this confidence in your abilities, if the worst that can happen is you have to get another job, you're smart, and you're beautiful, and you're worthy of it, you will find that opportunity. And so if that is the only thing holding you back is you might have to find another opportunity. You know what? What if you find something better than you had before? And I think that's the other side of the question that you have to ask yourself is like, what if it works? You know, like, what if it works? And that was like, oh my God, like, it just felt so expansive. It was like, yeah, I mean, that's everything that I had been searching for, you know? So it's like, why wouldn't I go after that? Exactly. If this brings you all of those things that you were searching for that fulfill you, why would you not? give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some other things that you have helped your clients overcome to help them live more optimal lives? Like other than limiting beliefs, like what are some things that you see might hold them back from really living that optimal life? I think a big one that I see in ambitious women who, you know, those go-getter women, we want to do it all. We want it all, which, which is great. But what they end up doing is they lose that joy, right? Because they just start just, oh, I have my to-do list. I need to go through my to-do list, almost robotic. And it's life isn't fun for them anymore because they're just a robot going through the to-do list of these are the 50 things I need to do today. And this will get me to my goals. So finding that happy again. And you know what? Maybe that happy means you decline a project. Maybe that happy means, you know what? We push something off until the next month or the next quarter. Life is not going to completely alter and shut down if you say, I'm going to take time to be happy. And I think sometimes women get caught up in, no, I need to do everything now, but they're not necessarily happy. Yeah. It's like at what means, right? Like even if you get to that final destination, like if you're not happy, like what was it all for? And that's the thing is time will pass anyhow. So if you are intentionally taking action that gets you towards your goal and bring you joy or happiness, then it will be time well spent. The clock, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. How we utilize them and live them 
is what makes us all different. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. I think that's just such an important part because it's really not about what we do in our lives, but like how we do it, like who we are being while we're doing it. And if we're coming, if we're not coming from a place of joy and love and happiness, like what is it really for? And that's not to say that we won't experience, you know, some of those emotions. I think we can still find, even during challenging situations, like we can still find that joy and happiness if we're really doing what we love in our lives. You know, like I know for myself when I was working my other job, like it was hard for me to be positive in those situations because I hated the life I was creating. But once I really took control of that, it's like even now, even during the challenging times, it's like I couldn't be happier. Absolutely. And being grateful, and I know it's, you know, becoming such a buzzword, but it's so true. You know, if you're enjoying the opportunities, if you're grateful for the opportunities and things that it's bringing you, there will be snafus or things that come up along the way, but you're much more equipped to roll with the punches when you're coming from that place of joy. Yeah. And gratitude is really the secret. You know, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So I was just earlier this week out in California and I had a great time talking to people that I had great connection with, collaborating, setting up, you know, some future projects. And I was smiling and laughing and having so much fun. And on the way home, I had what most people would call a a travel nightmare, debacle at the airport, delays, switching terminals, switching planes, all that you could ask for in a travel debacle. And of course, I could have reacted very negatively. But you know what? At the end of the day, I still got home the same day. I was safe. I was healthy. And that trip out to the West Coast brought me so much happiness and joy that I was not as bothered by it. Of course, nobody loves travel delays. But I was, at the end of the day, in my house, in my bed, and that I was grateful for. And doing what you love in the process of it, you know, I think it's just so empowering. Absolutely. If you're doing these things, you don't have as much stress or anxiety hanging over you. And so when you do have to adjust or adapt, that negative reaction is not as severe, right? In that travel delay, was I the happiest, happiest of Kathy's? I was tired. I was sluggish after sitting in the airport for a while. But I, but I was not this stressed out, flipping out version of Kathy. And I, I look at how I used to handle these situations versus how I handle them today. And it's so completely different. You know, Kathy from probably five years ago would have just been, you know, flipping out, stressed out, whatever it might be. And now I understand that these things happen. And at the end of the day, I had a great opportunity out there. I had great time and I will get home to my bed and it will all work out. Yeah, I can totally resonate with that. I know that that's been one of the biggest transformations for me is just being able to, you know, not be so reactive in situations because I think for me, it's just seeing the bigger picture and, you know, knowing that, yeah, I'm still in pursuit of my joy and my happiness. And like, really I have everything in the moment, like as long as we're safe and like, 
you know, you were safe, like everything was fine. So why not be grateful in that moment for what you had? Absolutely. And, and again, that gratitude of, A, I got the opportunity to, to travel. You know, there's so many people in this world who don't get that opportunity to travel. I got the opportunity to collaborate with some amazing women on the West Coast. How great. I mean, how great that with technology and travel now, we have the ability to expand our networks and collaborate with women that years ago, we, we may have never even crossed paths. Yeah. And then even keep the connection, you know, going afterwards with the power of technology. It's just so amazing. Absolutely. Now I've built this relationship and, you know, we're continuing dialogue. We're, we're continuing to connect and send messages and who knows what amazing opportunities now we can put together for the future. Absolutely. So before my last question, is there anything you wish I would have asked you or a final message that you would like to leave with my audience? I think the final message is really just in being true or being authentic to yourselves. We only have this one life on earth. We have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. And so truly taking that time to take action and take time for you. Because when you do that, you will start to show up differently for those around you and they will start to recognize it. And once others start to recognize how you have changed and come into your path, that is so empowering because then they can support you and bring you to that next level. I love it. And then you also, I I think you really empower them too to take their lives to the next level. Absolutely. Because then they say, well, what are you doing? Yeah. We just all rise together. Yeah. Like, what what are you doing? I want some of that, you know, or how do I do that? How do I get there? And then you can help bring them along with you. Absolutely. I love it. So my final question is related to taking action, because I really believe that that's how we really start to integrate like what we learn on these podcasts and what we read from books and everything like that. I think we really need to start taking action. So what would be three action steps from what we talked about today that people could take and implement in their lives to live a more uplifted life? I I would say number one, start the week by looking at your calendar and cross off at least two things that don't serve you. Say no so you can create space for greater opportunity. Um, Second action step, schedule in that space you just created in your calendar, schedule something for you, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's, you know, throwing weights in the gym, whatever it might be, find something for you. And then third, take time to actually write down so you can visualize what your top five goals are are. Because if you can't write them down and you can't visualize them, it's going to be much more challenging to actually get there. I love those. Those are so powerful, especially the the last one. I think it's just, we have to write down our goals, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to bring into your life. I'm just a huge proponent of writing it down and, and what we focus on expand. So it's just such a powerful action step that we can take. So thank you so much, Kathy, for being here and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge and expertise so freely with my audience. Where can everyone find you and learn more about you? First of all, thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share in your space. I can be found both on Facebook and Instagram under Wellness Warrior Coaching. Awesome. And you have a website as well? 
My website is under construction. It shall be up soon, but I will share that out once it is available. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I really, again, appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.